The Very Good Adventuring Team podcast contains crass, foul, vile, terrible, immature, and mature content. Jeff Cockthunder, a Goliath Barbarian, and if you dishonor myself or my friends, my hammer will yearn for your face. This is Furitan Furcantries. I am a Dwarven Druid, and I like to find myself some nice leaves to sleep on. This is Peter McMoist. I'm a dark elf bard, and I'm the best fucking town crier in Terror Guard. Previously on the Very Good Adventuring Team! Well, that sounds like a balloon. Our heroes had been gambling in the House of Smurgens. A fight broke out at the table and chaos ensued. Peter grabbed the money from the table and made a run for the door. Just when things were starting to quiet down, Peter used the plot point to turn the scene into a riot and then ran. Jeff stayed to smash faces though. Meanwhile, Fjorten had a very comfortable night at the courtesy gobble with the Wilder people. Everyone went home and had a nice night of sleep. We rejoin our friends as they go back to check in on Holden Tallstyle after they burned a bunch of the town down. Uh, let's let's start with McMoist. What what uh, what sort of thing do you want to buy? I would say typically the thing that interests you seems to be magic items and the like. Yeah, magic items. Um, I don't know. I think I I think I'd first start off going to the. Uh, Thrifty Terra Guardian. Mm, okay. And, uh, hey, you know, I'm not like looking to blow all my money or anything. And I always like to see if there's any good deals. What kind of good deals do we have? Uh, let's see. You know what? Internets, can you help me on this one? Just uh, look. Uh, what is this horn of magic circle? Horn. horn. It's <laughs> a horn. <laughs> when do we get that? Uh, that was one of the things in the loot pile from the Zelda dungeon. Oh, dang. Um, I may have missaid the name at the time, I realize in retrospect, uh, because Magic Circle is not a 5th edition spell. Or maybe it is, I just couldn't find it, but fucking whatever. But Magic Circle is a spell. All right. So, is that a spell? Or do we have to blow on this horn? If you blow the horn, it casts a spell. So, both. While you're looking up your thing, I can go ahead and just look at that real quick. The horn can be blown once per long rest. Blowing the horn casts the magic spell circle as described below. And you can read that because there's a lot of it. Go ahead and read it. 
You create a 10-foot radius, 20-foot tall cylinder of magical energy centered on a point on the ground that you see within range. Glowing runes appear whenever the cylinder intersects with the floor or other surface. Choose one or more of the following types of creatures. Celestials, Elementals, Fae, Fiends, or Undead. The circle affects a creature of the chosen type in the following ways. Holy crap. The creature can't willingly enter the cylinder by non-magical means. If the creature tries to use teleportation or enter planar... Uh... Planar? 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 Enter planar... Planar. Yep. Enter planar... Planar travel. To do so, it must first succeed on a charisma saving throw. The creature has disadvantage on attack rolls against targets within the cylinder. Targets within the cylinder cannot be charmed, frightened, or possessed by the creature. When you cast a spell, you can elect to cause its magic to operate in the reverse direction, preventing a creature of a specific... A specified type from leaving the cylinder and protecting targets outside of it. Bada bing. Bada Check boom. out that fucking horn you've got. Check out your fucking horn. Well, that's pretty cool. So, uh, can any of us use this? I mean, whoever's holding the horn. You want to oh. grab that horn? Well, it says classes cleric, paladin, warlock, wizard. Ah, shit, that's right. Uh, yep. <laughs> uh, that's in the description and it shouldn't be. That's why that would be confusing for you. Any of you can use it. I'm deleting that because that would be actually casting the spell. This is the nice thing about a magic item. This magic horn is that any of you can use it. Okay. Now it says casting time one minute. So do we have to blow on this horn for one minute? I think so, yeah. Because this is a pretty sweet magic item. That spell's actually pretty uh, useful for a lot of reasons. So yeah, I think you gotta, you gotta blow, you gotta make a one minute horn song. Holy crap, that's like, uh, is that 10 rounds? That's 10 rounds of combat. Jeez. So, probably not terribly useful in combat. I think it's almost entirely useless. I think it should be useless. I suppose useless. you could blow oh, sorry. before. Sorry, not sorry, Sam. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say, I think uh, it should be a bard's thing, and you should hold it right over your Johnson. How about on my butt? I'd like oh. to blow it up my butt. It's a butt uh, I don't think there's any way you're going to blow for a minute in your butthole. The horn is on my butt. The horn is on my butt. No, I was thinking you can use that as a cod piece. It's really... It'd be Put it on your horn, so to speak. Yep. Oh, this guy. Like, uh... Like some of those, like, island tribes where they have, like, the crazy horn underwear. Yeah. Like a below rhinoceros. Let's not judge which underwear is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. That's where you need to cross the line. It's, maybe it's our underwear that's crazy. <laughs> they probably see it and laugh. Look at this man. Look at how small the front of their underwear is. <laughs> they don't have horns. <laughs> hornless underwear. Get out of here. We have the shame of the hornless. I actually just saw a picture of uh, somebody from an island nation that had one of those big horns. And it. I was looking at the picture realizing that attire was not intended for a world with chairs because the horn was just stabbing the dude in the chest. And he just had to sit there and casually look like everything was okay. Yeah, because they wear that to, like, the United Nations and shit. I don't know. That was the picture. It's, like, the UN representative and... Really? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, and, and real honestly, I mean, 
it's funny it like the only, the thing that really struck me about it was the fact that like it's just this dude without a shirt you know he's just wearing these like sort of ornamental uh rope like decorations you can't see those lower half you can just see the horn coming up and poking him in the sternum but that was the part that actually got me the most is just like did they, they just like wouldn't wouldn't the un be like no shirt no shirt no shirt no shoes no service like but apparently not you can just fucking roll up in there and whatever and do you think he goes there like is where the un's in, like it's in new york right so is he just walking down like you know whatever broadway with a fucking horn on his johnson Probably. Or does he get ready in the UN locker room? <laughs> I would imagine he wears the normal, you know, their normal clothing everywhere they go. Although, you know, actually, truth be told, it's probably not like, it's probably ceremonial. Like, that's their version of a suit, you know? So he's probably not casually walking down Fifth Avenue with it. Wearing his best horn. <laughs> he's got his formal horn on. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a little tie. That goes on. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up a suspender. Oh my god. <laughs> Holy shit. What if it was like Dilbert's tie where the horn was all, or the tie on the horn was also all like curled up? <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Hey, you know, as long as we remember that we look just as fucking goofy to them as they do to us. Of course, personally, I think suits look kind of goofy anyway, but uh, yeah, that's fucking wild. <laughs> or a bow tie. The bow ties are. The bow tie was my first image. Even they don't do that. That's too pretentious. Get a load of this asshole. <laughs> <laughs> they treat people with ties <laughs> on their horn just as bad as we do. <laughs> All right, so you walk into the Thrifty Terra Guardian, and uh, the first thing you see when you walk in is, like, an amazing, uh, clearly a formal horn. Uh, like, this isn't just a dress horn, you know? This isn't, like, a casual horn you just wear out to the, the grocery store. Uh, but right there on, a, on, a, on like, the, the front piece mannequin as you walked into the Thrifty Terra Guardian is a, an exquisite dress horn with a little bow, a little bow tie on it. It is, it's does it have any purpose? Is it magical or just a just a very um, nice horn? I th- I think at a minimum it's also like a monocle holder. Oh, and and it has a calendar on it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Okay. Um. Do, do, do I don't know. Let's. You know what? If you why don't you roll me? Why don't you roll me a d twenty? If you get a twenty, this horn is magical. There's no way this is happening. 11. Well, we tried. Oh, well. Right. So, yeah, that's that's your first find. Did you want to go further? I did find a random clothing generator. Oh, sure. Uh, bu- bu- bu. Which one do I want to use? There's more than one. Also, I really love this webpage that has advertisements all around it because I looked up an electric motor earlier today, and now there's like 70 electric motors on this page in advertisements. Do you like electric motors? Are you really into electric motors? I'll say you're going to need some lube, some regular motors. Yeah. Factorio joke. Nice. Uh, so the next thing you find is a medium-length wrap dress with a single long loose sleeve. It's yellow. Huh. That does look uh, pretty nice. Um, 
Just, uh, don't know anyone I could give uh, a dress with one sleeve to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this this out- outfit thing is weird. Um... <laughs> so it's actually an outfit generator, and I was just picking pieces off of it, but I think this one deserves just to be read out. Uh, your outfit is done in rich brown, dark blue, and silver. You are wearing a tattered suit as well as a pair of sneakers. This is springhole.net for anybody at home that's looking for a uh, role-playing random outfit generator. Why can't I find the thrifty tarot guardian on the... Am I blind? Uh, on the places? I, uh, maybe I didn't put it on there. It is, it's back by the warehouses and Oh, I the, found it. It's under the thrifty tarot yeah. guardian. Not that that really matters since the thrifty and tarot guardian should all be in roughly the same place. One would think. I don't know why I didn't have, had a hard time finding it. But I digress. Your next outfit is done in dark red, orange, and purple. You are wearing a spaghetti strap shirt and a pair of leggings as well as a pair of high boots. I think that'd be a cute look for you. Hmm. Yeah, I'll pass. Oh, I found this other random generator, and it just says, Sweatshirt. <laughs> <laughs> I found the sweatshirt. Is that Any one? magical properties? Pretty fucking low effort compared to uh, springhall.net, buddy. I'm not even going to say your name. <laughs> Bowtie. Ooh, cravat. What's that? I don't care for that word. That's my moist. That's what is, a, a cravat is like the. It's like a neck like, scarf, isn't it? Yeah. Like Austin Powers wears one. Like, like if you're wearing one, that's where you should be punched. Yep. Punch him right in the cravat. <laughs> <laughs> Do they have any ascots? I haven't seen an ascot yet. Let's see how many times I have to. Oh, they have a tracksuit. Oh. Hey. What color? Um, It is a magenta, vivid yellow, silver, and white tracksuit. Why does it have to be yellow? Random color generator? Uh, That's on springhole.net as well. I'm just banging it out on this site. How about vivid magenta and light blue? Tracksuits are always like two colors, right? I don't think I've ever seen a tracksuit that's more than two colors. At the very least, they have stripes going down the side of the pants. Yeah. With your, like, either Adidas or, or Dardis or whatever, you know, if you've got the knockoff. I, 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 Dardis. <laughs> <laughs> and once you put on a track, so you gotta talk like this. Hey, you guys, uh, let's go, you know, drown some people. So there I was, drowning this guy. <laughs> and he had the ne- I put his ass to sleep and then threw him in the fucking river. Yeah, I could dig this. Uh, so it's like a, a magenta tracksuit with maybe some, uh, what'd you say, like some some blue stripes. Yeah. All right, I'm into that. What are we t- What are we talking? What's What's the price tag say? Ooh, I think that one because it's a full outfit. So I think we're talking about. Uh, man, I think we're talking about five copper. Whoa. All right. I'm getting it. They know what they've got here. Pretty nice. All right. Yeah, I'm I'm buying that, and I think I'm gonna just put it on right away. Nice. You maybe bring it home later and sew some more pockets into it, but for now you're just diving in. I'm gonna I'm gonna go for a run around town and see if it makes me go faster. <laughs> hey guys, watch this. You're like a six year old. 
Look at, look at, look at, look at, look, look at what I'm doing. Look at what I'm doing. Look at what I'm doing. Look, look at, look at this. Look at this. And look how fast I can run. Look, look at, and they uh, just like. Want to see how fast I can? Yeah, go? look how fast I can go, guys. This tracksuit. Look what I can do. Oh, fucking kids! What a wonderful world to live in, where like all you need is for someone to watch you like jump and do like a slight turn and then land. <laughs> Sounds like a great day to me. Great all right, day. I'm done here. Then I don't think I'm finding too much of anything else. Uh, there's one last place I want to go. Wait, wait, wait. Before you go, just so that I can use this, I'm going to say that you run into a person because springhole.net also has a basic character appearance generator anime edition. And I was really expecting like something super crazy. And here's what it came up with. Skin, light brown. Hair, short, curly, graying, pastel orange. Eyes, dusty green, somewhat small. Height, a little short. Weight, somewhat thin. Build, somewhat broad. And that's it. Hmm. Sound. Uh -huh. <laughs> it, it, like, I was expecting an anime character, like some crazy fucking anime character, and it just described, aside from the pastel orange, the most dull fucking person on the planet. <laughs> uh, anyway, so where did you want to go next? Uh, I have a friend. Uh, his name's Oliver Smiggles. And he's a gnome inventor. And, uh, you know, he's kind of known around town. He makes, like, you know, some gadgety bedroom toys. But uh, he also invites some other fancy things on the side. I actually don't even know what his, his store is called. So maybe we can come up with a name for that. But uh, I'd like to go over there and, and see what he's been up to. Maybe he's got something interesting. Oh, yeah. Let's fucking uh, let's start by naming that shop. Um, Smiggly's. It's just his last name. Well, like, it's Smiggles, but pronounced, but, but pronounced differently. Yeah, it's Smiggly's. <laughs> My name's Oliver Smiggles. Welcome to Smiggly's. The Smiggly, the Smiggly Tickly's. That's their catchphrase. Sm smiggly Tickler, Tinkler. You come in here, you're gonna get the Smiggly Tigglies for our deals. Is he a sleaze ball? <laughs> he doesn't really look like a sleaze ball by the character art. I'm not sure if it was random or not. Let me take Can a look. scroll down the 800 fucking characters we've made up so far. We have made up a lot of fucking characters, dude. Yeah, he's got a real, uh, kind of like, uh, I don't know, I guess whatever the equivalent of a gnome silver fox would be. Oh, that's got to be Sid from a Final Fantasy game. Oh, that could be. That makes sense. I don't remember where I got this picture from, but. All right, so you guys uh, are, well, uh, Peter is showing up at the shop at at Smiggly's and I, I feel like Smiggly's is like I, I don't feel like they've got glass windows out front like you go into the store and it's it's kind of a surprise because well as mentioned it is uh <sighs> what do they call that marital aids um <laughs> mechanized ma marital aids and uh but yeah you you walk in the the store and Oliver Smiggles sees Peter McMoist and he's like oh Hello, friend. How are you? Do you think this is where the clockwork dildo was made? Yes. All right. I believe we actually d described clockwork, that at the time. Clockwork butt plug. That's right. Uh, Oliver, man. How's it going? Long time no see. 
Oh, doing doing good. Just you know, going into things, going out of things, mechanizing it all. <laughs> okay. Uh, hey, listen, I um recently came into a little coin, wondering if uh I could take a look at some of your latest wares. Oh, oh. yes, we can do that. Uh, have you washed your hands recently? No. Okay, you're you're gonna want to start with that, uh, and then in between each one. Okay. Uh, do you have a sink? I'm sorry, what? Do you have a sink? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's He's got, like, um... Have you guys ever been in one of those public restrooms where they have, uh, the big circular sink in the yep. middle of the room? and you step down on the bar. You step on the bar and it sprays in every direction? We have those at Montgomery Lonsdale Elementary School. There you go. He has got one of those big middle-of-the-room sinks here because there's a lot of hand-washing that goes on in this store. Well, uh... I wash my hands. Use uh, what, what kind of soap does he have? Like dispenser soap or like bar soap? Uh, you know, I feel like this is an upper crust kind of shop. You know, because it's not just anybody that buys you know mechanized marital enhancement toys. Um, so I feel like he's got like some really nice. Uh, what do we want to say? Lavender soap. Uh, yeah, it smells good. All right. Oh, and you know what he's got? He's got one of those things where, like, it's a bar of soap, but you uh, you push the little button on the bottom, you put the bar of soap in the top, and you push the button on the bottom, and it, like, grates the soap into your hand. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. I'm sure he is. It's, it's, it's pretty baller. So, uh, and maybe he's even got other kinds of soaps, but the dispenser that you got in front of has got the lavender soap. So you wash your hands all up nice, and you're smelling all purdy in your in your <laughs> fucking absurd tracksuit. And he's like, "Well, uh, you know, uh, what are, what are we uh, what are we looking for? Something to, something to go in, something to go out, something for you to go in, something for going to you." Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't I don't know if you've got anything uh, non-sexual related lately, but. Uh... I'm just looking for anything crazy, man. All right, man. Here we go. Internet. Random gnome. Uh, what would you call it? Gadget. Generator. Let's see if I can find something. In my head, when he graded Smiggles, uh, he said, you know, the dildo businesses, a lot of ins, a lot of outs. <laughs> uh, oh, look at this. I, I will say if I'm gonna if I'm really gonna truly plug a website, fantasynamegenerators.com. That's the that's the primo right there because they have the best random generators. Uh, and one of the things that is in this invention name generator page. Uh, so he's got a couple things for you. Uh, he's got the modified soil secretor machine kit. Okay. Uh, he's got a tree detector. <laughs> <laughs> it's that way uh, he's got something called the superior ocean jumbler engine oh I'm intrigued okay I gotta, I'm gonna have to copy that onto something cause I, there's no fucking way I'm gonna remember that is that uh, like the wabajack something like it <laughs> I read this as exgrammatic but that's not what the word is. That's a good word, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, in fact, we're going to make that. Exchromatic. Exchromatic. Uh, What's the next word? 
Oh, no, wait. I like this one. Miniature. Miniature Excrematic Distributor. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Uh-oh. Apparatus. All right. I'm I'm looking at I'm look I'm looking at the tree detector and I'm looking at whatever that last thing was. <laughs> Fucking tree detector. I actually I kind of just want that. Like, all right, I'm just like, man, uh, Oliver, how much for the tree detector? Straight up. <laughs> um, how much for the tree detector? Uh, the tree detector, which he guarantees you uh, is a hundred percent effective. Like, doesn't fail. If there's trees, it will detect it. Uh, the tree detector is uh, is five gold. Five gold. So uh, like, well, does this tell me like what direction the trees are in, or like how does this work? Uh, you know what? You you tell me. What is? How does? Uh, actually, wait. Let's let's bounce around a little bit. Um, I think form determines function here. So uh, uh, why don't you guys tell me what does the tree detector look like? I feel like it looks like one of those like uh, old-timey dousing rods. It's got like two handles on it. And... Oh, I thought you meant just like a, a straight stick that has like two st- handles on it. So it's just a weird looking thing that you hold on to both sides and it's you just almost point it like a Ouija board. You're like, uh, <laughs> this way. That's what I understand a dousing rod to be. Right. Well, this is a gnome though. I mean, it's got to have some kind of like gizmo-y thing to it. So let's say it's got it's got oh, like I, two dowsing rod handles. It's got something that spins on the end. I didn't even know that's what it was called. Cool. Oh yeah. Yep. Dowsing rods are I was about to say that's a real thing, but I just meant that they existed. That's not so, a real thing. So it's got like uh, the handles are like uh you know, they can uh I don't explain this. They're kinda like tubes that the rod fits into. What is this? Some kind of tube? It's some kind of tube, and then it it allows the rod to spin and point to like the nearest tree or something like that. Ah, yeah. See, form determines function. So yeah, so it's two of them, and it's two handles inside of. Uh... Oh, and let's make them a little classy. Let's say one is bronze, and the other one is wood. Um, and then there's two like metal rods that come out of it and at the far end of the rod it like go, or it goes up and over in an L shape and at the far end of the rod is a, a little apparatus that spins around like kind of kaleidoscopy looking thing gotcha and the, and the two of them together will point towards trees like if you need you need to locate a tree like you just take these things out and you're like boom here it is this will locate your tree nice now does this detect like uh trees or will it just detect wood or uh does this have to be a live tree or what happens uh let's say that this will detect any living wooden thing all right all right five gold sold bam you sir are the proud owner of a tree detector this is really gonna come in handy i just know it i mean even if it wasn't before i'm gonna make it now (laughs) (laughs) all right uh Tell me about this, uh, excrementer. The miniature excrematic distributor apparatus. Um, you know, this is another one where, where form definitely is determining function. Uh, you can see that this thing is, um, shall we say, insertable. And, uh, and you can see what looks to be something like a, a fan blade. 
and <laughs> he just kind of like looks at it and then he looks at you and then he like wiggles his eyebrows up and down a couple times and he's like <laughs> you know what it does <laughs> no I don't uh, can I get a demonstration he's like yeah I, I take care of that in the morning I don't have anything left in me <laughs> alright how much is this uh, this one's got a, it's got some more uh, intricate working parts on it, so let's just you know what let's roll a random. It's eleven gold. Sold. I'm buy- buying it. <laughs> you are now the proud owner of the the Mita, the miniature exgrammatic distributor apparatus. Okay, he's that's got going some... up a monster's ass for sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this guy's got some deals. And that is the that's the extent of what you find interesting in in Smiggly's for today. Well, well, Oliver, it's always a a treat coming here. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. He's like, don't use those both at the same time. I don't know what'll happen. <laughs> and with that, he uh, he gives you a little wave, and uh, some other items in the store kind of bob at you a little bit, and uh, you're uh, you're making your way downtown. All right. Vigat fans, how's the new year treating you? It's pretty new, I get it. Not a lot happening yet. I'd say as I'm testing out the water so far, things, they seem okay. Not perfect, but mostly that's still just from all the baggage from last year left to unload, but you know, I think we're on the right track. Today I wanted to take a moment to acknowledge the excellent design of the Lost Mine of Fandalver module put out by Wizards of the Coast. I'm getting close to wrapping up bringing some new D&D players through this set, and I'm just still impressed by it. This is my third time going through it, and I can't help but be jealous of how well put together the whole thing is, and just how much I wish my own campaign material was done half as well. I know a lot of you folks out there love the homebrew stuff, and let me tell you, that's a lot of fun too. But if you are new to D&D, or are bringing new players into the hobby, you really can't go wrong with this thing. If anyone out there is hoping to get into 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons, do yourself a favor and go pick up the starter set, which includes the Lost Mine of Fandelver, and give it a whirl. I think you'll be pretty happy with the result. In VGAT's specific news, the stickers have arrived. Please let us know through Patreon, Twitter, Facebook, or the contact form on the website if you'd like some, and let us know the address you'd like them sent to. I'm slightly disappointed because they did not come with the round corners on these stickers, but otherwise they're decent quality vinyl of our second campaign logo. We're happy to send them to you wherever you are. Well, that's all I've got to say about that. Let's get back into the action. time jeff and fjorton what sort of adventure do you suppose you guys got up to i think we uh what do you think fjorton did we, or we went to check out a job we did um i liked uh the job where we had to meet somebody in a band analysis yeah that is intriguing uh, meeting up with cicero gwen at the band in check Ooh. 
That quest is called The Keep, and we can certainly get that one started. You had gotten a note from Cicero Gwynn that asked you guys to meet him in a uh, near an abandoned shack on the other side of the Heart River. And uh, do, do, do. if you can see where I just indicated on the map, sort of yeah. right in between uh, the Heart River, the Hamberry Farm, and the Donkey Barley Fields. <laughs> Get that tri- triangulation. Uh-huh. Triang- triangula- Triangulated? Triangulation. Yeah, I don't know where you'd go with that. Anyway, so he asks you guys to meet him there, and... Uh, you say that you will meet him uh, this afternoon. Peter goes off and starts blowing some money, finding various goods and whatnot about town. And you approach. As you make your way across the river and then down the, uh, the sort of well-maintained paved road, and then you take a left going north off to the... Well, it's a little more of like a dirt road. This is sort of the, the eastern edge of town where it's not as developed yet. Uh, so you've got sort of the um, the like sort of government district that's in the south. In the southwest is like you know more residential and homes. The main oldest part of the town uh, is the part where like the market and the courtesy gobble is. And this is the new area of town. This is where town is sort of spreading to next. You might say uh, on the other side of the river. It's not even encased in the wall yet. Okay. So. You get over to this part of town and you you get to this large open field sort of area between a couple other buildings uh, and you see Gwyn standing there and he's got he's got his arms uh, uh, I don't know what you'd call that sort of like the Eddie's posture in the military where you're like holding one wrist behind the other behind your back okay uh, and he sees he sees you guys walk up and, and he, he gives you a little wave and, oh yeah, hello, hello, gentlemen. Yes, this this is uh, this is where we're meeting right here. How are you today? We're well. Both, both. You're speaking for both of you. Okay, that's good. Yes, you're well. Mm-hmm. Uh, crazy, uh, crazy fire we had last night. Uh, yeah. Anyway, you're not, uh, you're not saying that's our fault. I, I well, previously I was not. Uh, is there is there anything I should? You know what? I I don't want to know. Uh, anyway. Um, I invited you here uh, today uh, to offer you something of a quest. I understand that's that's what you adventurers uh, partake in, sort of your bread and <laughs> bread and butter, as it were. Uh, anyway, you, you see this little shack that's abandoned here. Um, well, we we've we've discovered that there's something, maybe things uh, potentially that are. Uh, living in this shack or, or more likely underneath it um, well I'll, I'll be honest we don't know what it is but it, it's it's uh, it's done a little bit of property damage uh, there's maybe been a little bit of collateral damage that we're not telling the, the town criers about uh, you don't think it had anything to do with the fire <laughs> <laughs> I it, it was it was going on before the fire. I don't. I don't. I'm not sure why you're bringing up the fire again. But <laughs> did you want? Did you want to talk about the fire? No, 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 t- no, no. Was there anything on your mind about the fire? Anything you wanted to share? Well, why? Just, why do you keep bringing up something about a fire? Keep going on your quest thing. That's really weird of you. I just. I just want you guys to know that I'm. I'm here to listen. Uh, I'm really. Uh, 
that kind of a guy. <laughs> uh, what kind of uh, things do you suspect is here? Well, that's the trouble. If we knew what was going on, we would have probably dealt with it by now. But uh, we've the city guard and whatnot have been a little too occupied with other things. You know, what with half the town burning down. So we really haven't investigated, but that, that's that's why we uh, freelance out work like this to adventurers such as yourselves. Because of your thing, the town burned down. We should turn you into the guards right now. <laughs> it's not my thing. Uh, but I was saying, any markings, any what makes you suspicious? It's something here. Well, we've seen. Uh, we, I rather we've we've had some reports of of shadowy figures, so. I would guess something at least vaguely humanoid uh, that's been spending their time in this shack. Uh, and as you you kind of like look around, I'll have you make a. Why don't you make a little perception roll, both of yous? The bodies. The bodies. Perception is what I am rolling. I rolled a twelve. Hmm. I rolled a 14. Okay. So between the two of you guys, you can definitely see that there are, in fact, what appear to be relatively fresh footprints going in and out of this place. And uh, Fjorten, I think with a 14, you, you're not quite 100% sure what's going on at first, but the one thing that you do notice about this is that the footprints seem to be deeper than they should be. Like, it looks like, you know, maybe approximately a normal human foot size, maybe a little bit bigger, but it looks like whatever this is is really heavy. So I'm gonna, and the, the impression it's making is a little deep. I'm going to go up to Jeff. I'm like, hey, Jeff, c- come on over here. Step in the spot right uh, besides this print right here. And then I would like to compare it to uh, Jeff's footprint. I like, step. For size-wise, possibly. Excellent role-playing, Jeff. Uh, so you put your foot next to this impression, and it's uh, it's dwarfed, most certainly dwarfed uh, in length and width. Um, but his foot doesn't sink in quite as deep. Hmm. This thing is very heavy. Must be three tiny people on top of each other. That's the impression. Exactly that what I was thinking. Get. That's what I... So, uh... So, yeah, gathering, uh... You know, whatever you can gather from that footprint. Uh, as you guys are doing some comparison, Gwen's kind of watching you. And he says, Well, so... So, anyway, um... I, I guess the gist of it here is, is, uh... You know, we're also trying to sort of populate this side of town and, uh, and, and get it you know, a little more built up. So, so here's the, here's the deal. Uh, if you guys can clear out whatever thing or things or whatever's in there, we'll, 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 we'll give you the deed to the shack and to, and to the land. It's a good, nice little parcel. I, I wouldn't recommend subdividing or anything, but you know, you, you'll have a good space where you can, well, you can have this shack. Well, we, uh, telling Peter to come join us after his shopping expedition. Maybe. I think we well, we would have. Okay. Okay. So are you are you hinting that I should say about now Peter rolls up? I don't know. I was waiting for Peter to say something. I'm not there. 
Or <laughs> 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 wait, here I am, guys. <laughs> hey. No, I, I, did, I didn't know if we were expecting him or should proceed without him or whatever was going on, so that was the only thought of that. Like it, uh, it's, it's like a shot of you and Jeff, and you're like, well, I guess we should probably look into this, huh? And then it cuts over to Gwyn, and he's like, yeah, I, th- I think so. And then it cuts back, and then Peter's just there in between the two of you. I'm out, uh, I'm out testing my tree detector, and then I just run into them. Oh, hey. <laughs> Check this out, guys. There's a tree. Well, I was actually thinking that a tree detector might come in handy here. If we're looking for, you know, something, maybe living in this abandoned lot. Hey, sister, are we the first people that you've sent in here? Uh, sure. No, no, definitely not. What do you mean? Who else have you sent in here? Well, you know, I, I think really the the question is what, what the issue was. And, and, you know, I'd like to think that there were some people that were less experienced. Uh, I'd like to imagine that uh, a group of smaller than three may have been the issue. Um, I, you know, I, I don't want to dwell on the details. I, I, I think you guys are the right fit for the job, though. They're dead, aren't they? Well, you know, I, I just, I kind of gave them a time limit on when they would report back, and then they didn't. Oh. So, you know, yeah, that's kind of, that's up for in- interpretation. I don't, I don't want to go too far with uh, supposition. Was it anybody we know? Not anymore. I mean, no. Okay. So, sounds like uh, we're taking the case, right, guys? We're taking the case? Yeah, of you course. mean, You mean guy? Am I actually here, or what happened? <laughs> yeah, you can be there. You can be there. Oh, hey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Whatever you say. Cool. Uh, he says, well, you know, just uh, whenever whenever you get it taken care of, let, let me know, and I'll send some guards around to investigate. And then once we've verified everything's cool uh then then we'll get that that deed written up for you all right uh sounds good where are you gonna be where are we gonna report back to well i typically hang out uh you know towards towards where all the the big buildings are and whatnot uh governmental halls and what have you you'll you'll find me hey cicero uh check out my new track suit and then i i run in place (laughs) <laughs> are you like super high kneeing it yeah absolutely he he watches you like bounce for a second he's like well that's for a variety of reasons exhausting <laughs> but it look it looks great on you yeah thanks i know <laughs> well anyway uh as much as i'd love to stand here longer uh i wouldn't so i'm gonna leave uh-huh. Um, good luck with, uh, with the thing. And, uh, I, I really hope that you're living, uh, property owning members of, of, uh, of Terra Guard soon. Thanks. Likewise. Thanks for this, uh, thanks for this opportunity, Cicero. Great stuff. I couldn't think of anybody, uh, more deserving, uh, or alive for it. Yep. Uh, after so. the last people. Yeah. But okay. You can scoot along now. All right. Yeah. Uh, Have a great day, guys. I'm, I'm walking away now.
And he walks off into the distance off to uh, whatever it is he does that you guys don't really know anything about. So secretive. Well, better patter. All right. Well, you guys are just going to dive right on in. So here we are at the entrance to the shack. It's uh, it's maybe like a 10 foot by 10 foot shed, essentially. Uh, it's got a slanted roof to it, maybe thatch. Um, it's got four walls and in the door facing you are two large doors that you pull open. They creak as they go to the sides and you look into this little room and well, it's it's just kind of a dark, dirt floor, crummy room. Uh, but as you peer closer, you notice that there is a uh, a hole and uh, a little pile of dirt around this hole, almost as if something had pushed its way up and out of that hole. A hole leading down, down into the darkness. What would you like to do? Peter, say if it was a tree. Good idea. I get out my tree detector and point it at the hole. Do you think the tree detector makes any kind of a noise? I think Peter has to make a noise. Wow, 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 wow. Okay, okay. That's how it operates. I have to make You have to make the noise. And it <laughs> and it like vibrates from your mouth to the tree stem. I don't know how magic works, but that's how this works. That's what and, powers it. Yeah. Yeah. Seems logical. All right. So I point this tree detector at the hole. Wow, 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 <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> Normally, when you make the noise, the, uh, the tree detectors go uh, like you know, erect and point both at the same point. And you can, you can sort of triangulate from, from the two, um, where the tree is, but well, they're not pointing down the hole. So I hope this thing still works. But, uh, as far as I can tell guys, there's no tree in this hole. Oh, I thought you said it was any living thing in the area. Any living tree. Oh, I missed that tree part. Okay. I did. I did say any living thing made of wood. Okay. There's no living wood in this hole. No wood in this hole. Is well, somebody, somebody <laughs> dropping marbles? Clapping? Not my creaky chair. Uh, oh, I thought it was a fart, actually. There's no wood in the same. hole, huh? No living wood. That's going to disappoint Fjorton's mom. <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> I'll just give him a side glance. Huh. Okay. Uh, I'm going to proceed to walk in perceptively, carefully, and look down the hole. All right. You perceptively and carefully look down the hole. Why don't you give me a perceptive, careful roll of perception? That'd be a 19. Ooh, a 19. So you can see that this hole is probably about six feet across. It does look, in fact, like it was dug out from the inside. Mm-hmm. It looks like it was dug out by fairly, uh, fairly large, strong hands, and you can see, you can see going up the incline that uh, comes into the room that you're in. There's, um, what would you call that? In dents or impressions uh, of something climbing up out of this hole, uh, and several times, both going in and out of this this hole. So. It is clearly an entrance or exit for something large and much like the prints outside, heavy. Would I be able to tell if they were claw marks helping out with this dig? Uh, They do not look like claws, no. Oh, interesting. Go out and uh, 
Tell the tell the boys what I seen. But that's really weird. They'd want to go to an abandoned place like this. Hmm. How far deep? How deep is it? You can see that this hole extends for about 20 feet and then turns slightly, uh, actually really levels off and you can't see past that bend. And it is pitch black inside of there. Oh, damn. Uh, I'm gonna throw something in, in there. Like what? Uh, I don't know, what's wrong? Is there a rock? Yeah, sure, you can find a rock. All right, throw a rock in there. You throw a rock in there and it bounces and it clatters. Uh, down towards the bottom, and why don't you roll perception? Like back to early season one, we're throwing rocks at things. <laughs> <laughs> that was a thing for a while. Mm-hmm. Like you did it a couple of times. Hold on, I hit the wrong button, and I have to reload D twenty. Quick, somebody throw bees down there. Bees, bees and bears, but maybe not bees and bears. Alright, rolling a perception, that would be a 15. Oh. With a 15, you can hear your stone clatter to a halt. Uh, it, it sort of bounces off of the, the dirt incline here, dirt and rock. Uh, but you do hear it bounce a couple more times and come to rest on what sounds like stone. Like, do I have a sense of how far the stone went down like six feet seven feet uh it drops down about 15 feet and then goes forward maybe another 10 uh and that's uh, about how far it seemed like your rock went okay is there anything uh, around here to tie a rope to mm, you could tie it to the shack all right it's also not straight down by the way it's sort of at a little a little bit of a slope okay well i'm gonna tie some rope around something and uh i'm gonna shimmy down okay now i'll follow jeff are you following too no i can't see in the dark Uh oh spaghetti yes i'm going to cast light on on jeff's warhammer oh swanky then i will add some light to Jeff's Warhammer under the fancy dynamic lighting section of Roll20. Now I will go in there. How far does light uh, get you light for? Light gets us light for until the spell ends one hour. Uh, I'm sorry, how, how long? How long does your light light? Like the, how much does it illuminate? Um, 20 foot radius. 20 foot radius. Is it, is it, uh, sorry, I'll just look it up here. Uh, light, light the cantrip, and dim light for an additional 20. Okay. Jeff now emits bright light for 20 and dim light for 20. I have moved all of you to this map. Are you able to see the map? Mm-hmm. Yes. Including the now blessed with light Jeff. Jeff, it looks like you got a few hit points you should take back there, because you would have rested by now. Ah. All right, let's take a brief moment. Uh, Oh, you know what? It's been a while since we've done this, and I can't remember whose turn it is. Um, But there are two things, and I'm going to have one of you come up with the theme, and the other two come up with the names.
We have two combatants in combat with our heroes who are also combating the combat. Actually, can I change mine to Stormy? No. Okay. Uh, added each of y'all to the turn order we have, and now the audience at home has a third name to guess from, but we have two stone golems who are standing in this darkened underground tomb-like room with several giant pillars collapsed into the room. Um, Wait, are, and they, these, are they nice? Uh, <laughs> well, you don't know quite yet, but I, I, don't, I, don't think, I, I don't think they're going to... How you doing? Their stone heads turn towards you as you say, Fellas, how you doing? And they begin stalking towards you in a menacing way. Oh, this doesn't seem but like... they do not verbally respond. This doesn't seem like they're friendly. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's one of the stone column friend. And it cuts for just a moment to the scene with Peter frolicking through the field hand in hand with a giant stone golem. We were best friends forever. My best my, friend. My buddy. My buddy. <laughs> my buddy and me. <laughs> Sam's probably not old enough to remember those commercials. I don't know. They played those for a lot of years. Sam, do you remember my buddy? Yeah. They were really, really creepy doll. They were. And I remember when they first came out with my buddy. All I could think of was like a bunch of stodgy old dudes in a boardroom. What can we do to get boys to buy dolls? <laughs> With cigars hanging out of the corner of their mouth. <laughs> yep. uh, let's make it like someone that would play ball with. You know, like uh, like a uh, like a little buddy. You know, like uh... <laughs> like hello. Back in the day, I had my buddy. Wait a second. Some little fucking kid. He's got no friends. He needs a buddy. You know, we're doing them a favor, getting the kids a little buddy. Hey, look at you, you lonely little ugly fuck. Now you got a buddy. (laughs) Hey, it's a friend that can't run away from you like the rest of them, or your dad, or whatever. You smell funny, or maybe your teeth are crooked, you're cross-eyed, you can't make no friends. This guy, he can't get away from you. (laughs) We don't even have to put, like, uh, you know, meat around you like we do with the, the dog will play with you. I feel like it says which is. <laughs> which is and whatnot. Oh, man. Which is. There's <laughs> this kid. A dog won't even play which is. But now you got a buddy for only nineteen ninety nine. dollars They all laugh around the board table. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, gentlemen, I'm going to need an initiative roll from each of you. As you begin to fight the two stone golems that are defending or whatever it is that they're doing in this room. Those two stone golems, by the way, are Khalifa and Jameson. Don't pretend you don't know what we're talking about as you try and guess the names of, uh, or the theme behind these names. Five. I rolled a three. I rolled a ten. Aw, y'all ain't doing very well. Let me just take a quick look here. All right, in descending turn order, we have Khalifa, Fjorten, Peter, Jeff, and Jameson. Beginning the top of the order, uh, let's see here. Uh, and these, uh, this giant pillar that's like cracked and fallen in the middle of the room, by the way, is a, a fairly large obstacle, about four feet around. So 
Use that as you see fit. It is difficult terrain to get over. Khalifa is... Oh, that's right. I gotta do one other thing here. I gotta make this roll. Oh, snap. Khalifa is gonna do this sweet, sweet thing on their turn called Slow. I am gonna have each of you... Uh, or, I'm sorry. I'm gonna have Jeff and Peter. Just Jeff and Peter, because... Fjorten's too far away. Make me a DC 17 wisdom saving throw. That's a lot of smarts. Too much smarts. Way too much smarts. The two of you, with your 10 and 12 rolls, have both failed. You have been slowed. I am going to put a little marker by each of you. Uh, I'm going to use this derpy looking thing. You are slowed. On a failed save, the target can't use reactions, its speed is halved, and it can't make more than one attack on its turn. In addition, the target can take either an action or a bonus action on their turn, but not both. Uh, it affects, or This effect lasts for one minute, in other words, until round 10. And at the end of each of your uh, turns, you can make another saving throw. If you beat it, in other words, get a 17, you will... Uh, stop the effect on you. So there you go. You're slow. Everybody but Fjorten, anyway. Speaking of Fjorten, Fjorten, you are now up. What are you gonna do with your uh, with your turn? You know, with your life, with whatever. I'll say, damn, that's some crazy spell you got there. And that's what I'll do. Just kidding. And then turn around and leave. Uh, yep. Goodbye. Later. Uh, looks like it sucks down here. Campaign 2, episode 55, Exquisite Dresshorn, was released on January 3rd, 2021. Keep coming back to us every Sunday, all year long, for more stupid banter and endless adventuring on... Vegan! 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 The Very Good Adventuring Team! Have you guys ever seen the Meat Shredder Claws? Josh, I feel like you should get a set of these. I have seen those. And they would actually be handy. Like I make pulled pork and shit. And you want to feel like Wolverine? Yep. Who doesn't, really? I kind of feel like Logan many days, but beat up. All you want to do is move to Mexico, but you got to take care of some old fucking man. Mm-hmm. Who keeps yelling at you. What did you do, Logan? What did you do? <laughs> That's a great movie, though. That's a fucking amazing movie. She's like you. You're doing a pretty good Professor X. I can't do it. <laughs> She's like you. You sound a little too happy-go-lucky. She's like you. <laughs> like Professor X is a unicorn. Or like a <laughs> leprechaun. <laughs>
Either one would be great. She's like magically delicious. She's after your lucky charms, Logan. (laughs) You've got to hide them, Logan. Hide your lucky charms. 